Our first reading comes from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. Thus says the Lord, sing aloud with gladness for Jacob and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise and say, save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth. Among them, the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor together. A great company, they shall return here. With weeping, they shall come and with consolations, I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd, a flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty. People of God, let us join now and read together responsively, whole verse by whole verse, from Psalm 147. Worship the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, who has strengthened the bars of your gates and has blessed your children within you. God has established peace on your borders and satisfies you with the finest wheat. God sends out a command to the earth, a word that runs very swiftly. God gives snow like wool, scattering frost like ashes. God scatters hail like breadcrumbs. Who can stand against God's cold? The Lord sends forth the word and melts them. The wind blows and the waters flow. God declares the word to Jacob. Statutes and judgments to Israel. The Lord has not done so to any other nation. They do not know God's judgments. Hallelujah. Our second reading this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the first chapter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. 
In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished upon us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ. As a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will. So that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. The Holy Gospel this morning according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I had said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. People of God, Will you pray with me?
God of all creation, draw us into yourself by your mercy, by your grace, by your truth. Heap upon us blessings of your grace upon grace. Give us hearts joyful and able to sing your praise both now and forever. Guide us through each day by the power of your spirit and the blessing of your word made flesh in us through the risen Jesus. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every great story has a great beginning. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was a dark and stormy night. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Space, the final frontier. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing was made. What has come into being through him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. John, the evangelist, the the sharer of good news, the author of this gospel text, which leads and guides us in the spirit this morning, is probably one of the most masterful artists of the written word to have ever wielded a pen. There's a reason that the Holy Spirit called upon John to record the story of Jesus, that future generations might come to see Jesus and in him become born children of God, not of Blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This passage from John's telling of the gospel is often called its prologue. It's the lens through which the Spirit guided John to tell everything that follows in the other 20 chapters of the book. And consequently, that lens through which we hear John's telling of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of course, in this prologue, we hear echoes of, of Genesis 1. In the beginning, when God began creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The sun, the moon, the stars, the celestial light sources that we consider natural weren't created until the fourth day. Feel free to go back and look it up later. And so for three days, this this first light filled all of creation, the light shining in the darkness that, that covered the face of the deep. John points to that first light and says, pay attention This is our Jesus. John tells us that since the first day of creation, God's work has been revealing the glory of his son, Jesus, 
for the entirety of creation to see, laying the foundation for everything that would follow, both written and unwritten. But even before that, John is connecting something else from that passage in Genesis 1 with Jesus by calling him the Word. In the ancient world, someone's word, someone's speech, carries with it the weight and the presence of the entire speaker. A word is never created. It is an extension of one's own self, never to fade away or be destroyed. When someone speaks, their words come to life in the world and continue to be present with the hearer, just as if the speaker was standing right next to you. Every word was tempered, every word considered sacred, because of what it means to give yourself to another. How different from our own experience where words are thrown around haphazardly, scrutinized, tested, dismissed, or outright ignored, used to defame, to slander, and to kill. We remember that God spoke creation into existence, the the word of God echoing throughout the cosmos, bringing to life something out of nothing, binding himself to every speck, every particle, every substance that was, is, or ever will be. Light and word intimately intertwined as God's imprint on the entire universe. And then in the mystery of God's divine desire for this beloved creation, God decided to do a new thing, to send the light and word to not just exist alongside of creation, but to be a part of it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only son from the father. God is both the one who who speaks the word into creation and the one who is the word of creation, creating and sustaining the universe with God's very self. What a wonderful way to retell the story of creation from Genesis 1 by tying it into the story that John continues to tell about Jesus and how through him, Life and light, grace and truth come to meet us in the flesh. Of course, John the Evangelist isn't done there. From other sources of the ancient world, we know that the the Greeks, whose philosophy is put forward by people like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, understood that there was some large order in the universe, some, some common thread, an unknowable force which held everything together and put everything in motion, giving the world form, substance, and meaning. The Greeks called this, this substance 
reason or the plan. But another translation for that is the word. What John is doing in this first chapter of his telling of the gospel is is using the explainable, or at least the ways that people commonly think and speak and explain the world around us. To describe and point to that which is unexplainable. Marrying the ancient Jewish understanding of creation with contemporary philosophical teachings. Diving into the mystery of who God is. The infinite becoming the finite. The unknowable becoming the known. The spoken becoming enfleshed. Living and dwelling among us as one of us. From there we look to Jesus' calling of disciples, his, his sermons and his teachings, his, his healings, exorcisms and feedings, his crucifixion, death and resurrection. We look at all that John has to convey to us about this Jesus. And do so trusting that it's all part of God's continued work of creation began not only in Genesis 1, but in with and through Jesus, who has made us his own, breathed upon us his Holy Spirit, and lives in us who have become children born of God. The vitality of Christ's mission, the vibrance of the Spirit, and the viability of Christ's church are intimately connected to this mystery of word becoming flesh, which we call incarnation. Christ coming to be God with us is a direct image of the church's call to be in the world, continuing and extending God's first act of creation by proclaiming the good news of the new creation. Christ has died Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Our mission is to witness to Christ in the same way John did. By testifying to the light and the truth of God made known to us in Jesus. Our mission is an embodied one. Taking a real physical presence in this place at this time allowing the Spirit to shine the light of Christ into the world through us, speaking God's first word of favor, truth, mercy, forgiveness, and life into being. Every great story has a great beginning. And every great story also has a great ending. The story that began in Christ Jesus is the story that ends in Christ Jesus. And we know what that ending is. To be the church is to be the light of Christ shining through the middle. Illuminating the love of God which spans the whole of life. Bringing order to chaos 
and life to death. Hunger, grief, pain, poverty, confusion, persecution and uncertainty, all the things which afflict us in life are driven away because God made himself known fully in Jesus. There is no better story to share with a world suffering in the darkness of sin and death. What a blessing it is that we have been given the word to tell it. Amen.